Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to episode number 628 of the Heidi St. John podcast. Today, I normally have a friend on the podcast, but she got sick and couldn't make it. So I'm going to go ahead and address a couple more of your questions that we normally do on Mailbox Monday, particularly where the American Library Association is concerned. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Right, so I am obviously my voice isn't a whole lot better, and I appreciate you guys bearing with me on this. Uh, we are continuing to get feedback from a video that I did over at the Busy Mom um, a, a couple of weeks ago. That video has now been seen, I want to say, somewhere in the neighborhood of forty-five thousand times, and uh, it's garnered a whole lot of comments. And so I thought I would read some of those comments to you. Well, I'm actually not going to read all of them to you. Uh, because a lot of them are just hateful and mean and awful. Uh, but I want to read to you some of what the feedback that's coming in so that you can kind of see for yourself sort of what you can expect when you stand up to this kind of indoctrination in a publicly funded library. Uh Uh, Tanvi said, public libraries are for all members of one's community. You can check out the materials that are right for your families. Other families can do the same. In fact, you can find all the same materials in any bookstore. If you can't deal with it, you're better off limiting yourself and your children to a Christian shop where you can be catered to. Then another person said, I was a disgusting, horrible person. Uh, This said, when ranting intolerantly about inclusive events in public spaces, you may want to reframe from using language like cotton pick and mad. Your lack of understanding... (laughs) Can't even say... Okay, I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep going. Your lack of understanding about how important resources for marginalized people is the reason these resources are needed. All the pieces you show are exactly the warnings you said you were asking for. Other than people like you to disappear, what do you want? Heidi St. John, you are a hateful person and must not think very highly of your or your children's ability to differentiate between familial and cultural values. Public libraries are for all people, not just for you. A place for human expression, a place for exploration, a place for understanding, a place for discerning what works for me, not what works for others, not what works for uh or rather what works for us, not a place for censorship, not a place for the one a one kind of story, not a place for only you. That's your home library, not the public library. Try again. Heidi, accept gay and trans people. Yes, science backs it up. It's in the wiring of our brains. I don't think you understand what facts are. Uh, your 7,000 strong will not stop us. Intellectual freedom has a much larger following than you realize. Heidi, what if we made a conservative Christian-approved section instead? Would that work? My guess is there would be an uproar if we did that. That's the kind of separation that tends to only be okay if it's the marginalized being separated. I, for one, will not be doing that. Um, Heidi, you are stupid. 
Um, thank you, Nicole. <laughs> okay, so let's get let's get back to this again because there are a couple other things happening in the public libraries that I want you guys to know about. I'm actually not going to be quiet about this because these are our children that we're talking about, and this is a blatant, absolutely blatant, and disgusting uh, attempt to indoctrinate our children into a lifestyle that God says is wrong. And like I'm always saying on the podcast, uh, my role here at the podcast is to represent the Lord, is to be an ambassador for Him. And what's happening in our publicly funded libraries should grieve the heart of every person that follows the Lord. And by the way, I did not call for censorship. I said, if they're going to put children's books, uh, aka children's books, I don't even see them as children's books. They're really adult books that are being marketed to children to push an agenda. Because I guarantee you 99% of the children that read them are not feeling gender confused until after they read these stories. So this is definitely an, an LGBT agenda, and it's being driven by the American Library Association. Um, in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is an, another, they're, they're also a major uh, Minnesota publicly funded library, is hosting three drag queen story hours for, quote, all ages this summer. And they're featuring performers from an event company that specializes in drag brunches. The taxpayer-funded St. Paul Public Library is putting on these events as part of its anti-Trump inclusivity campaign. It has defended its plans to show little children the hypersexualized cross-dressers at some of its locations. The event company the library is bringing in is the adult party company Flip Phone Events, which offers drag services typically for those over 18 or 21. So I looked up flip phone events. You guys would be horrified. These are the people that they're bringing in to read stories to your children. The story hours during which men dressed as women will read to the kids have been scheduled for, and these are already over, June 11, June 16, and another one coming up on July 11th. So you actually have an opportunity to get a hold of the St. Paul Library and say, please don't this is not for our children. So this is what the library says. Come and meet some fabulous drag queens and kings at the library. They will read stories, sing songs, and strut their stuff for an over-the-top story hour. Flip Phone Events asked its Twitter followers to help defend its kids' event because it was getting, quote, mega trolled by concerned parents online. You think? You think? A number of parents told Alpha News that they find the events disturbing, but none of them would go on record. Why? Because we're afraid. Because we're afraid. If, if uh, We're afraid for all the reasons I just mentioned, for all the people that we, we don't have, we can't have discussions anymore. We don't shoot the message. We shoot the messenger. And that's why people are afraid. So then the um, LifeSite News goes on to say, in addition to Drag Story Hour, patrons can find a selection of staff-recommended materials on the library's website for Pride including fun primer on drag culture with recommended DVDs, books, and online resources, the library said in a press release. It recommends 21 great LGBTQIA books for kids six and under in what it calls the Rainbow Collection. Drag queen story hours have taken off at liberal libraries in various parts of the country as a way to introduce children to transgenderism and the LGBT world. Um, the pictures that are on, and I will link back to this so you guys can just get a, uh, get um, an idea um, of what these libraries are pushing to your children. It gives, quote, kids glamorous, 
positive, and unabashedly queer role models, the group's national website says. In spaces like this, kids are able to see people who defy rigid gender restrictions and imagine a world where people can present as they wish, where dress up is real. Can I just say, here is the problem. Dress up isn't real. That's why we call it dress up. And so uh, the fact that this is being pushed onto our children is so grievous to me. And it makes me, uh, it makes me uh, angry in a sense of righteous indignation. I can see Jesus said to, we are to protect our children, that we are to, uh, that we're, they said, don't lead any of these little children astray. And so of course this matters and it should matter to uh, parents. And by the way, I wasn't talking about censorship. I was saying And I'm going to continue to say, if we're going to have books in the library on human sexuality, they should go in the human sexuality section. They should not be pushed on children disguised as regular children's books because they're not regular children's books. They are books that are designed to uh, promote an agenda that the Bible says is harmful for children and a sin against God. God created us male and female in his image. And uh, we want to, yes, we want to treat people kindly. Uh, this is an, I'm going to read some of these other things to you, uh, some of these other comments that you can kind of uh, hear what the argument is against it. So uh, Deirdre, I think that's how she says her name, says, Heidi, why are you so afraid of having your kids hear some different ideas? All right. I'm not afraid of having my kids hear different ideas, but I want my kids to hear the different ideas from my perspective. I want to be the one who introduces the different ideas to them. I don't want somebody who says that men can change into women by simply uh, swapping out body parts and changing hormones to introduce my kids to to a different idea. I want to introduce my kids to ideas and frame them the way God sees them. Uh, and that's why. So Deirdre, uh, that's why. Uh, Gina said, Heidi, you need a lesson on the First Amendment. No, I don't. I know the First Amendment and I understand free speech and I'm not saying censor things. I'm saying put parents back in the driver's seat. Stop forcing ideas on little children and let parents raise their children as they see uh, fit. Uh, this is not about not being kind. It's about respect and respect should go both ways. LGBT books should not be uh, in the children's section of the library. They should be in the LGBT shelf uh, at the library. So uh, Krista said, Heidi, you are the perfect example of what's wrong with our country. Um, thank you, Krista. <laughs> I, I don't even really know know uh, what to say. Heidi, you are a very hateful person that hides behind your kind voice and pretty smile. Progression is the key. Can I just say, uh, progression is not the key, but I do appreciate you telling me to have a kind voice and a pretty smile. That was a nice thing to say. Uh, we're, I'm not here to promote progression. I'm here to say we need to protect our children. This is not about promoting progression. This is about protecting children and allowing children to be children. And uh, this idea that science backs uh, transgenderism and science backs that there are you know, 53 different genders, uh, it's just, it's wrong. And so what we're doing is we're pushing this uh, this social and moral agenda onto our children. And so uh, it's about morals and values. And I'm saying stop pushing this sexual agenda onto children. And that's really what this what this is about. So uh, and you can kind of this kind of goes back to uh, people saying, you know, that we are, we're, we're animals and we're not. The Bible says that we are children who have been made in the image of God. And for a publicly funded library to be so disrespectful to the parents who are bringing their children there is, uh, it's so it's so egregious to me. So the next thing now, so, okay, so that happened. 
And then I just got another email from a person who uh, wanted me to follow up. So I'm going to do that in the few minutes that I have left. Uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, Laura Ingalls Wilder's name has now been stripped from the children's book over the Little House depictions of Native Americans. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'm a huge fan of Little House on the Prairie. I watched, I think I watched every episode when I was a kid uh, with my grandparents. I cannot even imagine uh, coming away from those feeling somehow like I didn't respect Native Americans. Certainly wasn't the truth at all. And so I read this in the Washington Post. It says, Laura Ingalls Wilder was on the brink of having an award named in her honor from the library, from the Association for Library Service to Children when in 1952, a reader complained, one reader complained to the publisher of Little House on the Prairie about what the reader found to be a deeply offensive statement about Native Americans. The reader pointed specifically to the book's opening chapter, Going West, the 1935 tale of a pioneering family seeking unvarnished, unoccupied land opens with a character named Pa, modeled after Wilder's own father, who tells of his desire to go where, quote, the wild animals lived without being afraid, where, quote, the land was level and there were no trees, and where, quote, there were no people, only Indians lived there. So what they're saying is there were no people only Indians lived there. So their reference means that they didn't see the Indians as people, which wasn't true as all. They were saying there weren't there weren't a bunch of Westerners there. There weren't a bunch of people. The only people that lived out there were the Indians. Anyway, so the, the uh, complaint went through and the editor at Harper's who received the reader's complaint wrote back saying it was unbelievable to her that not a single person has ever noticed for 20 years that this sentence appeared to imply that Native Americans were not people according to the 2007 biography of Wilder by Pamela uh, Smith-Hill. Yet Harper's decision in 1953 to change the word people to settlers in the offending sentence did little to quell the critics in later decades who began describing Wilder's depictions of Native Americans and some African Americans and her storylines evoking white settlers' manifest destiny beliefs as racist. Uh, So it goes on and on and on to say uh, what's been happening now and so the legacy of Laura Ingalls Wilder has been uh, tainted and is actually being uh, stripped from her now. So uh, in a March column for the Washington Post, after the association announced it was considering stripping Wilder's name from the award, Fraser argued that the Library Association evokes the adenine view of literature that it has fought against, that no book, including the Bible, has ever been universally embraced. Each generation revises a literary canon. Uh, while the answer to racism is not to impose uh, purity retroactively or to disappear titles from shelves, no eight-year-old Dakota child should have to listen to an uncritical reading of Little House on the Prairie, she wrote. But no white American should be able to avoid the history it has to tell. So what they're doing is they've taken uh, um, they've taken the book and they've removed, they're just basically trying to strip uh, her name from the Children's Book Award over Little House depictions of Native Americans, which I find grievous, all right? We can have we can have conversations about her view of it, just like we do over all kinds of books that have been printed, and we can discuss them and and talk about uh, what it is. But it's, its decision to remove Wilder's name from the award, the Library Association cited an anti-Native and anti-Black sentiment in its work when, it's, when it announced the review of Wilder's award in February. The award reserved for authors and illustrators who have made significant and lasting contributions to children's literature will no longer be called the Laura Ingle Wilder Award. It is now the Children's Literature Legacy Award. 
I I just find that sad. So anything that we don't uh, like, you know, statues, we're tearing them down. Laura Ingalls Wilder names removed off of, uh, we're basically erasing our history, which I find sad. And instead, we're embracing it with a new, uh, what my Facebook person said to me, progressive history that basically teaches children uh, absolute untruths. So we're not even talking about opinion anymore. We can certainly talk about Laura Ingalls Wilder, Laura Ingalls Wilder, and how she depicted Native Americans and whether or not we felt that that was wrong. But what they're saying is they're just going to remove her name altogether, and uh, and instead we're replacing them with drag queens at the library. Can you guys see the problem? So um, I'm just going to encourage you speak out. You can talk to uh, the people at your library. I, for one, will not be patronizing my library here until the American Library Association stops inviting drag queens to story hours at their library and starts rather just uh, going back to providing books for kids. And instead, what we're doing is we become an outlet for political uh, nonsense. And parents have a responsibility to protect their children. So uh, if if that's you and you don't want your child exposed to this, can I just encourage you, you can write a letter to your librarian. You can tell the American Library Association that you do not appreciate them bringing drag queens into their libraries and explain why. Uh, explain why you are the parents and parents have a right to uh, oversee and protect the uh, the upbringing of their children. That is really what we are called to do as parents. So here's the bottom line, I guess, for me, just kind of like education. Libraries, like education, are not neutral. And I, I guess this is just something that's been uh, more and more I can see coming to uh, to my uh, to the forefront of my mind, because I always thought of a library as a neutral place, but it's really not. Librarianship, just like teaching, is not a neutral p- profession. And so libraries are not neutral spaces. And so if we're going to call for a radical shift in the way that we uh, view the culture, we can expect that to bleed over into the library. So this is nothing for us to be afraid of, but it's definitely something for us to be aware of. And I just want to encourage you uh, in a loving way to be uh, to be proactive and to let your libraries know that that you're disappointed. And if you're disappointed, let them know that you're disappointed. If it doesn't bother you that they're bringing drag queens in and teaching your children that, uh, that, that um, transgenderism and homosexuality is a good thing, uh, by talking about gay penguins, then that's your right to. But I think this idea that libraries are neutral uh, is definitely no longer the case. So libraries, like education, uh, are not neutral. The Bible says in Luke 640 that when a student is fully trained, he will be like his teacher. And this is why it should matter to every single one of us what our children are looking at and reading and watching on a day-to-day basis. These are your kids, and it's time for you to stand up and uh, stand in the gap form. We pray for them, we love them, and then we actually put feet to our faith and we uh, and we have our voices be heard because these are our children that we're talking about. I want to thank you guys for listening today. If you haven't left a review for the podcast, I love to hear it. You can also uh, contact me, podcast at thebusymom.com. If you guys have questions or comments, um, I would love to hear them. Shoot me an email and leave a review and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.